Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in Winning Cures Everything. This is the Tuesday, August 3rd live edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And I don't know what happened with the sound bites there at the beginning. (laughs) Video was running, sound was not going. I don't know what happened, but it it kicked in, so we are good to go. Zamora jumps in already, said we in here took Seahawks plus two and a half on a parlay a month ago. Matt said he's uh, he's in, so that's good. Uh, he's talking about the, the Seahawks against the Colts. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a good one to take right now. I don't know if they're going to take that one away. If you bet it, I don't know because it's so early. But either way, Taylor jumps in. He said, what's up, fellas? What is up indeed? It is, uh, it's Tuesday. It's live. We're ready to rock and roll. We got some things that we are going to discuss today. Uh Go ahead and start us off. Tell you, winningcureseverything.com is the website. So everywhere you need to be subscribed, all that good stuff, go ahead and check it out. And uh, and that is the first order of business. Next, we have a sponsor on the show, betus.com. That is your sports book that you need to go and check out. I'm telling you, we don't have an ad read for them, but I'm just going to tell you from personal experience, I've used them for years and years and years. They have got everything that you could possibly want to bet on as far as futures go. Uh, divisions, conferences in the NFL and NCAA. They've got NFL MVP. They've got, uh, you know, all kind of different stuff. The Heisman, whatever. They got games of the year already out. All kinds of stuff. So go ahead and knock that out. Taylor said, give me uh, give me my entertainment on my drive from South Bend to Cincinnati. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we're here for. So go ahead and jump in on that for sure. Um with that said, let's talk about, uh, oh, the SBR College Football Show. We'll go ahead and let you guys know what's going on here. Chris is doing the SBR College Football Show. You can go over to YouTube, find that, SBR Picks. That is your one-stop shop, easy to do. Uh, SBRPicks.com slash NCAAF is the website. But Chris is hosting the College Football Show for Sportsbook Review. I will be hosting BetUS's College Football Show. Uh, 
I believe that you can actually click a link down in the description for both of them. So make sure that you are subscribed. I believe they will be on different days, all that kind of stuff. We're not going anywhere. We're still going to be doing Winning Cures Everything. So stick around right here. Uh, Matt said you should get Dale's Dead Bug to sponsor the show. I don't even know what Dale's is. Chris, you know what that is? Oh, my God. Come on, Matt. How are we friends with this guy? (laughs) Uh, Brown Yeti. He said, what's up, fellas? Good to see the Yeti in here. All right. Uh, And then, of course, oh, I've already said uh, SBR. So, sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Debate U.S. College Football Show you can find on YouTube. And there are links in the description for all of those. So, betus.com, sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. And the college football shows for both. We will be handling duties opposite from each other. And we will intertwine back here on Winning Cures Everything three times a week, just like we've been doing. So, Let's move on with the news of the day. And that first topic would be that the Indianapolis Colts have got some problems, my brother. They have big-time problems. It wasn't just that Carson Wentz went out with a foot injury and they came out right after we did our show on Monday morning when we were talking about they don't know what the severity is. They don't know how long he's going to be out. So they gave us some kind of a timetable. They said, Hang on now. Hang on. I love how they didn't know what was wrong with him. But they did surgery. Right, right. Like, hang on, wait a minute, wait a minute. You you mean to tell me your doctors went in and cut on him, but they didn't know what they were going to go do? No, no, no. That tells me <laughs> they always know. They just don't want to say it because it's probably really bad. Yes, yes. So they told us a, a, a guesstimated timetable. Five to 12 weeks. <laughs> Sometime in the next, I don't know, calendar year, he might play again. He might be back. Maybe. I mean, it's just, is, it's so absurd. This is like when you call Comcast to come fix your shit at your house, Gary, and they say, <laughs> we'll be there sometime Tuesday, and you'll be like, can you give me a time? Be like, uh, yeah, between 8 and 8. Between you know? Tuesday and the next Tuesday, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We didn't say what, what we Tuesday. Doing? We just said we'll be there Tuesday, and you just sit the hell down and wait on me. Matt right? said uh, that happens way more than you think. Uh, yeah, I, I could believe it. He said foot injuries take a long time to recover. So why are you even telling us five weeks? Because I don't yeah. know that it's going to be five weeks. Like I, Matt Miller said, at least one good team each year is wiped out by injuries. It looks like the Colts are that team this year. I mean, the Colts have had to deal with some injuries in the past, but it, it was the Eagles when Carson Wentz, uh, Wentz was there, and now he moves over to Indianapolis. So the other big news is Quentin Nelson, the number one rated guard, out. Yeah. And this guy, this guy's a monster. I think this is the... One of the best offensive linemen in the game, if not the best offensive lineman. He, he was definitely PFF rated him as the number one guard in as the number one guard. Yeah. No, but I, I, I mean, I know guards don't get the pub that the 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 tackles get. I don't, I don't know if there are any tackles out there that are more important to their team than he is to this team. Oh, I, I tend to agree. Or as good at what yeah. they do as he's good at what he does. And then, of course, uh, Ryan Kelly, the center, hyperextended his elbow. He's out for two weeks. Uh, no, well, hang on. What Darius was the Quentin Nelson time frame, though? I didn't get it's that. It's the exact same as Carson Wentz. It's the same injury. every Five to 12 weeks oh, is what they so say. Bad. So, listen now. <laughs> feet problems for a quarterback that needs to stop running, not the end of the world. Feet problems for a big, massive guard, that, like... He could never be the same again if they can't fix it right. Yeah. no, That would be a situation right. where if this thing looks like it's going south like Sherman, then this team needs to just set Quentin down for the year and say, Mr. Nelson, just rest that foot and please be better for next year. So, read an interesting article 
Pro Football Rumors posted it, um, said that the Colts are not interested in making a trade even though they don't know how long Wentz is going to be out. I, I think that that changes or that changed to this because of the Nelson injury. Like, do you feel yeah. like that's it? Like, Darius Leonard yeah. is out right now. Ryan Kelly's out right now. Like, you know. If it seems like everything's going south, then let's not give up a bunch of assets to try to Band-Aid a bad situation because a Band-Aid's not fixing this, all right? I, I was kind of hating that these other injuries happen for the same reason that, not for the same reason, but for the reason that the guy that a lot of people thought they might bring in and would be available, who's really cheap right now, would be Nick Foles. Yeah, that's uh, the names that are listed on here. Chris Mortensen reported that they won't be making a trade for the likes of Nick Foles, Gardner Minshew, or Marcus Mariota. They they were going to consider them, and then everybody else started falling apart, and now it's a situation where it's, let's just sit back and see how this plays out. Yeah. Because I do think this team is a quarterback away from being a really good football team if all these other pieces are there. I agree. I agree. Without those pieces, that's going to be tough. I just thought it would be really funny that Carson would lose his job once again to a guy that's not very good at quarterback position anywhere else. <laughs> but whenever he takes Carson's job, he's really good. Hey, Matt Miller jumped in and said Ellinger's going to beat out Eason, by the way. Uh, said Eason has more talent, but Ellinger is going to fit Reich's offense better. I wouldn't eh. hate that. I kind of I kind of hope that happens cuz I like Sam Ellinger. I don't, I have no yeah. idea why. I never enjoyed Texas. I think Texas fans were such assholes to me. But now that Sam's not there anymore, like I I I I kind of want to see him do well. I don't That makes sense. Yeah. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it too. I mean, you never know. McKenna jumps in said howdy gents. Uh, he said my question is who the hell is interested in trading for Wentz now? Uh, nobody. This this would not be a trade Wentz for a different quarterback. This would no. be uh, no. trade some other asset, picks or something. Uh, Matt Miller said, didn't the Raiders want a first for Mariota at some point last year, which is asinine. Now, that was last year. This year, yeah. I think they'd take a third and they'd run for the hills. Yeah. Yeah. But I might be wrong. I did. No, I Either know. way, they got injury issues. They're not looking to make trades. They are trying to figure this out. Like they, it, I do think that's smart, by the way. Yeah. I do think that is, if everything's falling around you, there's no use in Warwick in the future. If if it looks like chaos is happening, right? Well, and didn't like, it's so on top of those injuries, more, like didn't I just read like something about Frank Reich, like it tested positive for COVID, so he's out know, for like two weeks. But like that doesn't like. Well, I mean not that's worried. not an injury. Unless Frank Reich, as long as he stays out of the hospital, like I'm not worried about a coach getting COVID. Okay, but well, agree. Goes in the hospital agreed. for it. I'm I just care. talking about he is not on site to go through these practices and when, as we're getting ready for the preseason stuff. Just talking about chaos all around. It will just toss that one on top of the fire, right? Yeah, sure. That, like I said, that doesn't. I don't. I don't know that that. I'm, I'm too worried <laughs> it doesn't that. affect a whole lot. Right now, they got a lot of other problems. I'll tell you this: losing Carson Wentz ain't the biggest problem you got. Losing Quentin Nelson, the biggest problem in the league right now. So, and and with that said, you know we've talked about BetUS.com. Uh, all of the odds for the AFC South teams are off the board. All of the yes. win totals, everything, and it's not just the Colts. It is everybody. The Texans, they took that off the board because they don't know what's happening with Deshaun Watson. That's but right. they also took the, the Titans and the Jags off because if we can't figure out what's going on with all these injuries with the Colts and what's going to happen with the Texans quarterback situation, well, it, everything goes up in smoke well, at that you, point. You definitely can't have, yeah, good odds to win the division or good team total odds because they play each other so much. It's yeah. such a – like if you 
if you said there are four games of the Texans, uh, the, of the Titans or the Jaguars that we got to block out and we, we can't really account any information on because we don't really know what's going on with it, you can't put an accurate team total up there and you definitely can't put an accurate price to win the division. And if you're going to price it, you just price it really bad. You just make it to where nobody has good good odds to win. Yeah, no, nobody wants to nobody wants to bet it. So yeah, that would make sense. Uh, let's keep going in the NFL. And did you see about the Giants today? Uh, no, I haven't seen anything on the Giants. The Giants had a fight, a full team brawl at practice, and whoo boy. Uh, Here's what ended up happening. A quarterback, Daniel Jones, somehow ended up at the bottom of the pile. This is Ralph Vasciano. Uh, he covers the Bills up there. This is on his Twitter. He said, Joe Judge is... Uh, this was in real time, by the way. Joe Judge is absolutely livid. He's got the players lined up now to run. Hard to see exactly what happened. Running back Corey Clement took a big hit at the end of a run. Tight end Evan Ingram retaliated. Then he got popped by Logan Ryan. And then everybody, and I mean everybody, jumped in said, after doing 100-yard runs and not hard enough for Joe Judge's liking, players are now lined up on the foul line uh, doing push-ups. There is dead silence except for Joe Judge's whistle and his expletives, so many expletives. Giants players are running goal line to goal line again and again, and now back to push-ups. Joe Judge is doing his, his best Herb Brooks imitation now, and now Joe Judge gathered his players around him, sent his coaches away, he wants them all to himself, and finally practices mercifully over. Wow, I've never seen Joe Judge that angry. Actually, I'm not sure I've ever seen anyone that angry. Um, Andrew jumps in. He said, Joe Judge is treating this team like it's high school, and I love it. Matt said, oh, man, I heard it was crazy. Uh, yeah, everything. That, so there were some videos of this, not anything that was, you know, really, really good quality. So you couldn't see exactly what happened to cause anything or what. But the fact that the team's starting quarterback and the franchise, uh, Daniel Jones, who they have invested so much in and built around, ends up at the bottom of a pile while everybody's fighting. Obviously, that's not good. I think that's probably what he got the most irritated about. But we have talked in the past about coaches that come in with a college mindset, like a, like a high school mindset. I don't know how effective this really is, right? Like, it, it, give, give me your thoughts here because I, these are grown men. And, and we just had Kelvin Benjamin that got cut from them who was complaining that he now he was trying to do a comeback, but he was complaining about the you know the rah rah whatever kind of situation that was going on where the coach was just trying to outwork him so that he would not want to be on the team and then they waved him anyway. Uh, give me give me your thoughts here. I mean that stuff doesn't bother me. Like him making them run sprint. Like what do you think Bill Belichick makes people do? Like. What do you what do you think that big hill behind Foxborough's uh, training practice facility is, like running sprints and and running hills and doing push-ups and doing bear crawls and all this stuff? Like I don't, I, some coaches don't make their guys do that, and a lot of those teams don't make the playoffs. And when they do make the playoffs, they always seem gassed late in games. So, like I, I think there's something to teams being more in shape than others. Okay, yeah, and getting them more in shape by using discipline and and this type of stuff when it happens, you know, I'm okay with that. That doesn't concern me. That doesn't bother me. Um, I actually think Joe Judge is probably a pretty good coach. And and I don't mind this. I don't like the way this team is built. That's the issue. Is I don't yes. like that the way they have wasted two super early first-round picks on skill players, a quarterback and a 
don't believe in. I don't think he's the worst quarterback in the world. Problem with Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones gets treated badly like he's garbage. Daniel Jones is far from garbage. Far, far from garbage. But we're, we're looking at him like he's a top four quarterback, okay? And that's the issue is, is, is he shouldn't have went there. That's not his fault, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think he's head and shoulders better than a Carson Wentz who went second or a Jared Goff who went number one. Okay, I think he's worlds better than those guys. Then they use another second overall pick on a running back who has the prettiest thighs I've ever seen on a man in my <laughs> life. Okay, but but that in itself is not a credential. All right, agreed for winning. It's just not every running back in the league has beautiful thighs. They're running backs. That's what they do for a living. They work on their legs more than anybody alive outside of Phil Mickelson. Like, this is it. This is what they do. Okay? And is he dynamic? Yes. Is he unbelievable? Yes. Yeah, when when he's healthy. a great running back on a bad team make that team a winning team? No. No, it's never happened. Never. Yeah, it's it's a completely different game now. So this is a problem with Joe Judge. Yeah, this isn't this isn't my problem with Joe Judge. This is my problem with the way this team is constructed. Joe Judge addressing this team in the fight, man. I don't know what happened in the fight. I don't know what started it. So a running back got popped real good. You know, Evan Ingram didn't like it. Evan Ingram got popped by a defensive guy, and then all hell broke loose. That makes sense. It happens. Camp fights happen all the time. This seems to be much bigger than a normal camp fight, and so I, I guess extreme measures need to be taken for for how you're going to handle it. But at the end of the day, when it's all over with, it's a damn campfire, man. Yeah, and you're going to have they're, a bunch of these. They're, they're going to have 35 of them before the year's out. We only got 32 teams, okay? Multiple of these things are going to happen every week, every day. Well, I mean, we we did have one, uh, well, a little bit of one uh, with the Panthers, right? Steve Reed, AP reporter, said breaking Panthers practice has come to a halt. This was earlier this morning after wide receiver Keith Kirkwood is carted off after taking a hit to the head from defensive back JT eBay. eBay has been kicked out of practice. Scary moment. Uh, and Matt jumped in asking about that as well. Uh, eBay, I think that's how you say his name. eBay has been cut by the team. And yep. and coaches no, are you very definitely serious. Can't hit, yeah, you, you can't hit. And here's the thing. Like, I get, this is why camp fights are going to happen. Is defensive guys are going to try to make plays. But sometime in trying to make a play on a guy that's your teammate, you're going to hit them in the helmet. You're going to hit them in the knee. You're going to do something that normally causes injury, and we don't like seeing in the game. This also tells me that when we see it live in games, nobody's trying to do this shit, okay? It's just two grown men running at crazy rates of speed with two completely different objectives, all right? And and when they collide, bad things happen sometimes. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Uh, Randy Toy jumped in, said uh, not not on our show, but on the Twitter stuff that went out. Said for everyone asking, he led with his head uh, on a defenseless receiver. It's a flag and very dangerous to a player. Coaching staff was right to do what they did. Uh, th- apparently, this was not just a run of the mill, you know, running into somebody. This was. Which Apparently. rarely run of the mill. It's a big it's a big hit. Yeah, it's, it's a, a big, big hit. Play, and he dropped his helmet. And the thing is, is if he's doing it in practice, he's gonna do it in the game. Which means no matter how big the play is, the other team is getting an automatic first down. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the video now. I didn't realize there was video. Yeah, he he got stretched off. It was it was not good. Not good. So either way, we are getting into uh the doldrums of summer. 
we're getting into where everybody is fired up. All these teams are tired of being out in the heat already. I mean, it's really early. And don't forget, we got Thursday. Uh, we got football on Thursday. Like, we got yeah. the NFL Hall the of Hall Fame of, game. The Hall of Fame game, baby. Cowboys and Steelers. I mean, we are, by the time we come to you on Friday morning, there will have been a game played. But I, I don't know that we're going to talk about it too much. I mean, it's just preseason. But we might talk about it after after Sunday. You never know. You never know. So, uh, with that said, we'll move on. Let's talk about your LSU Tigers for just a minute. Miles Brennan, quarterback out again for a little while. They don't know how long he's going to be out, but he has a broken left arm. He is out for all of training camp. It's his non-throwing shoulder or non-throwing arm, it, right? It's his forearm. Yeah. He's got a fracture in his forearm. And he's so this is Max Johnson's team now. Max yep. Johnson will go through all of the fall camp and he will have the he'll have the starter job whenever they go over to UCLA on Labor Day weekend. And I don't know what this means. Now, everybody has talked a whole lot about Grant Nussmeyer, the, I guess, new supposed backup. He's possibly the future of this team going forward. I think that he was planning on kind of redshirting this year. Yep. But not having those two quarterbacks that are somewhat interchangeable because Brennan played well when he was healthy last year. Now, Brennan's fine. And I think Brennan's yeah. going to be fine. Yeah, I think, I think, I think he'll come back. I think yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he's probably going to miss four to five weeks, maybe six weeks, something like that. But it's not like we're going to get deep into the dog days. Of, so we're not going to get into the middle of the end of October and Miles won't be back as a backup. So there's no reason to burn the red shirt. Yeah, I kind of think so. Uh, but but if you do run into an issue where something happens to Johnson, whatever, now there's we still have the four-game red shirt deal, right? Yes. So we're, we're going to be fine on that. It just kind of changes a little bit of the expectation. I still think LSU is incredibly dangerous, incredibly talented, a, a, a supreme wild card. Nobody well, I mean, knows really what to this expect. changes nothing because right. Max was it really I was I think he was the favorite flip. anyway. I yeah. say, well, I don't know if he was a favorite, but it was a coin flip situation. Nobody in the world thought LSU was any different if Max starts this year or if Miles starts this year. Everybody evaluating them did the evaluation based on the fact that if you think this team is going to be good, you think that both what Miles and Max brings to the table are so similar and and so interchangeable that it really doesn't matter. And it's really not about them, but about the talent around them. Yeah. Uh, Matt Miller jumped in. He said, did TJ Finley transfer uh, – or where did TJ Finley transfer to? Uh, that was Auburn. Auburn. He is yeah, He's TJ's the backup Auburn. for whatever. So – uh, I'd love to, for him to win that game, but I just don't think he's going to win. Uh, I don't that, think so. Uh, that job, I don't do think they're going to let him. That's the problem. Do you see that Bo Nix was voted uh, what is it third team All SEC at Media Days by the media? Yeah. Like what? What are people watching? What is this? Uh, they're not Gary. Gary, what is the media's job? Uh, write talk stories, up, right? Yeah, write stories, talk so, up players, write stories, whatever. So, so if they can create conflict and they can create a story. Wouldn't they benefit from it? Yes, you would think so. You would think so. Uh, McKinnon said... I think think that's what they would do. Going back to that earlier story, uh, McKinnon said, isn't eBay supposed to be a pretty special DB too, or am I thinking of someone else? Uh, No, he... No, he wouldn't have got cut if he was special. Yeah, no, they they would have figured this out. Um, Let's see, Matt Miller said, that's what happens when you combine guys who are set and go half-assed with guys going all out who are trying to carve out a spot. This is talking about that same thing. Yeah, it's, it's kind of what happens in these situations. I'm surprised that we don't hear more of these but uh 
But yeah, that's the way it goes. Which usually so. why you want the guys competing for a spot to compete against one another and not going up against guys who are safe. Yeah. Is because you don't run into that. You know, there's no world where Christian McCaffrey is going to be running the drill with a guy who's trying to fight for a job. Because that guy has got to prove I can if I can catch Christian McCaffrey, then I can catch any running back in this conference and they're gonna they're gonna keep me. Yeah. But if you hunt Christian McCaffrey down, you lose your job because you hunt Christian McCaffrey down. Is uh so back to this Miles Brennan story. It, yeah. Because it's his forearm, is there a chance you could put a cast on it, a brace on it, whatever, and get him back within the first couple of weeks of the season, you think? I think so, but Huey would be the one to answer that more than I could. But I, I actually think, yeah, if it's a because it's not a break, it's a, not a clean break, it's a fracture. So so it's not a fully broken thing. Um, it's probably going to take a lot of time to heal. But I don't know that there's a whole lot of damage he can do to it outside of, well, I mean, he's playing football. He's going to get hit. Um, and you're going to usually get hit on your offside. It, it could be a pain control situation. I don't know the answer to that. I, I, but here's the thing. I also don't think it's like more than a six-week time period to heal anyway. Might yeah, I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine it's going to be anything super crazy. And if we're four weeks before the season starts right now anyway, so you're talking he misses UCLA, he misses a high school game, and then then he could be back if he wanted. Yeah. Uh, the Athletic, Brody Miller, is the one that reported on it. said Brennan had a freak fall in which he landed on his left arm, tried to fight through the pain, and eventually went in to discover a broken humerus bone. It was brought or it brought back memories of Brennan playing against Missouri with a torn abdominal muscle and still throwing for 430 yards on adrenaline before missing the rest of the year. Uh, this time it might have crushed the fifth-year senior's hopes of finally becoming the star LSU quarterback. Uh, they don't have any kind of timetable as far as this goes, but, you know, I mean, this is a, this is a weird situation. Uh, it's a, well, I don't know that it's a weird situation. I just think it answers the question of who's going to be the starter. If they were yeah. already in a quarterback battle, the other guy just won the battle just out of situational. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, now... If, now Miles, Miles, if Miles comes back in six to eight weeks or whatever it is, Miles will come back as the backup. I believe that. Yeah, I believe so as well. Uh, he He's somebody that uh, that chose not to transfer, wanted to stay at LSU... Uh, you know, it is what it is. Matt, uh, let's see. Matt said structural integrity of the bone. So I guess, I mean, you got to make sure that nothing's going to happen like uh, like the Conor McGregor injury, something like that, which obviously it's a forearm. It, it, so long as your offensive line plays well, like you ought to be all right. You know, and if you've got a brace on it, you got a cast on it, something like that, I think it should be fine. Uh, Matt said continuing to take shots on it uh, and the healing gets delayed. So, I mean, if, he, if it's eight weeks, you know, I mean, we're – at the very beginning of August right now, get him back in time for October, get some of those big-time games in, yeah, that, that could work. Matt Miller said, uh, I mean, to be fair, the SEC quarterback play this year isn't great unless the young unknowns play really well. Matt Corral is the only known NFL player. Oh, and JT Daniels, I guess. Uh, Connor Basilak from Missouri, like, let's not let's not count him out. Um, but other than that, no, no. The SEC quarterback situation is widely unknown and and Max Johnson played insanely well at the end of last season so I don't think LSU is in major trouble here just like Chris was talking about so our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too that's the beauty of Noom they build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions medical issues and other personal needs so your plan works for you 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving on from there, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills, man. There is talk that the Bills could be moving to Austin, Texas. I feel like you might be a little passionate about this, and I wanted to bring it up because I'm kind of tired of these billionaire owners threatening to move teams around based on whether or not taxpayers want to fund a brand-new stadium. Give, give me your thoughts on on what they are what they are discussing up there. So I, I don't like the idea of teams moving. I do have I do have opinions about this. I don't like that these billionaires hold hold cities hostages. And and if you're not willing to build me with taxpayer money a stadium, then I'll move the team somewhere who will. Yeah, that's like, by the way. Let me interrupt you. the The negotiation here there is no real negotiation. The Bills want taxpayer funding to pay the full price of a they new want stadium. All, they, they want them to build the stadium. Yeah, yes. the whole thing. They're not willing to offer up any money on it. They want the right. city to build it. It's your, it's your city. It's your team, and we want you to build it, um, and and we'll keep them here. And if you don't build it, then we'll leave, and we're probably going to. So for a long time, everyone assumed they were going to go to Toronto because Buffalo and Toronto are so close to one another. Uh, this another. I think the NFL and and – I think a lot of ties with Canada have been broken recently. Uh, a lot of issues with COVID and not allowing people back and forth, whatever. Um, I don't know that the NFL wants to take that chance of, of crossing borders now uh, that we've, now we've lived in a world where COVID was something like COVID could be a thing. Yep. Where it's, where it's not entire, as easy. An entire country that we had a great working relationship and partnership with could just cut off. All right. Um, I, would be devastated if the Bills left for for Austin. But I do think Austin would be a cool city to have a team. And Matt Miller jumped in and said, as someone who roots for Texas, yeah, I know, I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, <laughs> Austin doesn't want the Bills. And, it, okay, like I, I think that Austin would like the Bills. I think any major city in the United States that doesn't have an NFL team would like to have one. Because while there is a cost associated with it, I do believe that that's a lot of money that you can bring in. That's a lot, that's a big, big way, and it puts you on an even bigger map than you were already on. So I do think that Austin would want an NFL team. 
they got to hope that the league would approve that because if that move is made, the league has to re because the league, the NFL, unlike college football, is designed geographically, and and the league would probably have to realign some things. Like I don't know that you can be an Austin freak in Texas and be in the AFC East. I think that yeah, you would definitely have to do some realignment. So, so but, but I, league, I don't know but that Jerry Daniel, Jones. This is not going to be the owner's decision, though. This is not going to be the owner's decision. No, it, it would have to be approved. Decision. Yeah, it'd have to be approved by the other owners. And I don't know that Jerry Jones and whoever it is that owns the uh, the Texans would be okay with this, yep. right? You already got two NFL teams. They've talked about San Antonio before. I don't know and, that Jerry Jones is afraid of anybody, and the Texans owner doesn't have enough clout to stop anything. It, probably not, but I don't know. Like I, I, here's I feel the thing, like, and this is bad. This is bad for the league. This is really bad for the league. The Bills are one of those teams. Cleveland left. The Browns left Cleveland at one point in time. And while it was a good decision for the owner of the Browns, it was re- it ended up being really bad for the league. Like, the league as a whole had a really big black eye for leaving the Rust Belt, okay, and and abandoning a, a city that was already going into financial ruins, right? Yeah. I think the league is wise enough now to say – we're not going to get find ourselves in this situation again. Like we're coming out of COVID, small businesses are dying. Buffalo is a small town city. It's also the only team in the state of New York. I don't know how we have a state as large as New York and they don't have a team, and then we end up with three damn teams in Texas. Okay, I don't know how we do that, and I think the league is going to say no. Y'all need to figure out a way around this. But I hate this. You know, I hate this. I hate these owners holding these leagues hostage. I just don't like it. I don't like taxpayers' dollars paying for billionaires' toys, okay? Owning a sports franchise is a toy, all right? It's a luxury. It's not something you have to do. It's not the family business that you started from the ground up, okay, with with $25 in your pocket and you built it into this $100 billion organization, all right? It's a toy. It's a trophy own. But guess what? Your toys got maintenance, okay? You can't own a billion dollars worth of cars and not have a hundred million dollar garage. Go ask Jay Leno. This is, this is part of it. All right. Yeah. So you own a, you own a franchise that's worth several billion dollars. Yeah. You got to spend a couple hundred million dollars on a stadium. Yeah. That's part of it. It doesn't have to be what, what the Cowboys did or what no. the Vegas Raiders did. Like no. and that's that's the other part of this is here's the, here's the thing you, it shouldn't be either that's not Buffalo's style man no that, Buffalo is not like the boys in New York that have two teams footing the bill for a high high class fancy ass stadium or or Arlington Texas some high end rich oil tycoon or Vegas who's got to put on a show or L A with Hollywood that's not Buffalo's style no. build a seventy thousand eighty thousand seat stadium outdoors. Like you got right now, just make the seats a little bigger, make the suites a little nicer, make everything a little updated and a little cleaner and cooler. But at the end of the day, those Bill fans are going to come in there and they're going to get rough and they're going to get rowdy. I love it. I love it. The other part of this, by the way, there has already been so much relocation in the NFL. You remember, we went a long time, I mean, two-plus decades with nothing. And just in the last few years, we've had the team move from Oakland to Las Vegas. We have had... The team, uh, the St. Louis Rams move over to Los Angeles. We had the San Diego Chargers move to Los Angeles. Like, I think everybody just wants cooler heads to to prevail, and everybody just chill. Everybody just take it easy. 
I don't like taxpayers paying for billionaire stadiums. That stuff pisses me off. It, it, and it doesn't matter when it happens to, to, to teams that I'm fans of, okay? It it doesn't matter. You're asking for poor working class people to fit the bill for the shit. Yes. Uh, Matt Miller said, just have Stan Kroenke pay for it. He and his wife have $20 billion between them. <laughs> Hang on. Stan, I think Stan is paying for, if not the bulk of, he might be paying for all of his stadium. I yeah I think he's he's paying for a large portion of it for sure. I don't I don't I don't know I don't know that, that they might have gave him a deal on on the land and stuff like that. But I don't I don't know that the you know LA proper or anybody else is is paying for that. Anaheim any of those folks. No, I think I think they're doing it all for themselves so that they can keep all Jerry, of the money. Yeah. And Jer- Jerry paid for all of his. Yeah. So that he can keep all of the money. Like he and, will, but and he can put it where he wants. He can do whatever the hell he wants with it. I think that's that's the biggest thing, right? Like, it, don't get the city to pay for it. You pay for it, and you do with it what you want to. That's the that's biggest right. thing is ownership and control. Like, I don't understand the uh, the idea. Do I think this is going to happen? No. Like, I, I don't believe they're going to move to Austin, Texas. Like, I, just the, the threat of it pisses me off, though. Yes, and that's that's why I wanted to bring it up to you because I I am so tired of billionaires. So and then, hang on, and it, God, I mean, this this almost gives me flashbacks to Cleveland, okay? Because it's right when the Browns first started getting good. The Browns were dog shit for a long time. Bill Belichick comes in, takes him four or five years to get the thing going. Finally, got them going good. They make the first playoff game. They make a run. They make a drive. They that they're they're on the cusp of 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 winning. Then they make the playoffs again, like. A couple of years in a row of making the playoffs and Cleveland's getting used to winning. And then Art Modell does the dick of all dick moves and says, winning ain't enough. Baltimore's going to erase a bunch of my debt. Sorry, guys. I'm out. And he pulls the team. Buffalo have been bad for a long time. Most of our life. Well, outside of Jim Kelly. So there's like 15 years between Jim Kelly and now. Okay. And now they're finally making the playoffs two, three years in a row and, and developing a winning culture. And the owners want to fuck around and do this? No, yeah. screw those guys. To hell with them. Uh, Matt Miller said uh, Stan is uh, also a billionaire married to a Walton. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, Brown Yeti said all this ever shows us is who is actually a cheap billionaire. And that's, that's kind of what this is. This is somebody that doesn't want to reach in their back pocket. So that's the way it goes. We'll close out the show talking about a little more realignment crap, but this is a a bit of a different topic. The Big 12, of course, yesterday there was a Texas Senate committee meeting on the future of college sports in Texas. And they are, you know, I don't know if you watched any of this, but the, the news stuff that was coming out about this was absolutely hilarious. It was constant bickering back and forth between people that went to TCU, people that went to Baylor, ADs at these different schools, and and people just ripping on Jay Hartzell, the president of Texas. They asked him when he reached out to the SEC. He said earlier this spring. And, you know, when did all of this start? Like, why did you do this? Blah, 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 blah. He came out and said, basically, we looked at what the options were with the SEC, pinned it against what's going on in the Big 12. We felt like we would be more secure staying in the SEC or moving to the SEC going forward as opposed to staying and and trying to make things work in this league and blah, 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 blah. Bob Bowlesby was there. He was talking about it, how he believes Texas went through different bylaws, are are 
did what is it violated different conference bylaws, all that kind of stuff. So they there's a possibility this could go to court later this year, and all of the money that Texas and Oklahoma make from the Big Twelve and their media rights this season could could be forfeited to the rest of the league for the 2022 season based on whether or not they violated uh, violated bylaws. Blah blah blah. Long story short, it was really funny. Go read all the tweets from it. I posted a bunch yesterday, but today. Bob Bowlesby and George Klyovkov are meeting to discuss a Big 12, Pac-12 scheduling alliance. Now, Chris, have you seen anything about this today? Yeah, I saw that they, well, I just saw that they were meeting, but I didn't know what it, what was going to be the the brunt of it. So, scheduling makes sense. Basically, the, the you know. So Bowlesby floated it yesterday during that Texas Senate meeting. He said, that the Big 12 working with another conference to aggregate their negotiating rights for the next TV deal is a big-time possibility. And then, of course, they come in today and they're talking to the Pac-12. Now, the Pac-12 already has a round-robin schedule. They only have three non-conference games available for each team because they played nine conference games. If the Big 12 stays at eight, which I don't assume that they will, but who knows at this point? I don't know that one non-conference game per team is going to be enough to help sway these TV deals. Do you feel like this adds any kind of TV value? Yes, absolutely it does. I mean, if you get good matchups, it's going to add TV value. And if you get rid of a pay-for-win and replace it with a good game, then it's going to add TV value. Absolutely it adds TV value. But, but So my question is how much? Like, at it, it, what what are we looking at between the eight leftovers in the Big Twelve, All right. and you're, and what's in the Pac twelve? You're tr- you're trying to think of Oregon and and Ohio State, Washington and Michigan, right? A couple big brands. We don't have that here. You need to stop that. What you're thinking of is instead of Oregon playing, I don't know what a small school up there is, but just some. Some some pay for wins, some some no name school from whatever conference. Well, this year, like they're playing Fresno State early this year. All right. So. so all right. So instead of them playing Fresno State, they play TCU. That's a much bigger game. Like that's yeah. like that's marketably bigger. That's that's really moved the needle bigger. So TCU There's a world USC, where both of those teams are ranked. Oklahoma State against Washington or whatever. Yeah. Like or, it, those, or, or USC or Arizona State or any of these schools. Like, it doesn't have to be the biggest brands against the biggest brands. Baylor has a fan base and and is good enough at football to matter. TCU has a fan base and is good enough football to matter. Oklahoma State is good enough at football and has a brand that matters. Like, you know, West Virginia, same thing. Like, good enough at football and has a brand that matters. Iowa State right now, really good at football. And, and is growing a brand. The rest of them either are not good at football or don't have a great brand. But that doesn't mean those things can't change. And watching Kansas State play Utah is still a hell of a lot better than watching Utah beat up, you know, on UNLV. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we talking about? That's substantially better. Is, yeah, it, okay. is it as good as watching Utah you know, play Texas or play Michigan or a monster brand? No, because these aren't that big of brands. But that's not what you're replacing it with. You're not saying, oh, you were going to play West Virginia and now you're going to play Kansas State. You were going to play UCLA and now you're going to play Kansas State. That's what we're doing. Well, so... so, so, so guess. So, 
I don't know that it changes those pay for wins though. I think this just it sets them up to where they don't play the other big school, whatever it is, and the Big Twelve schools just replace whoever it is, right? Like the Big Twelve schools, if they stay at eight and they do round robin, they're still going to have five games that are non conference games. They'll have seven conference games. You're working under the premise that this deal won't change what the Pac-12 does with playing a nine-game schedule either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you like you're, you you assume that all rules that are in place right now will never be changed, and we're just going to undo this other thing. I can't imagine they would do a deal together and only play each other one game a, a year each way. Uh, Max that Olsen, would, like, his... That wouldn't make any sense to me. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. You're right. Max Olsen from The Athletic put a, a story up about this. Uh, Bowlesby said, I think there are options for us to partner with other conferences. There may be opportunities for mergers. There may be opportunities to add members. There may be other opportunities that are currently unforeseen. And uh, one Big 12 source told him, at this point, all options are on the table. Nothing is a bad option. We have to explore everything now. It's not that we're in panic mode, but let's keep talking, keep finding out what's there. Another Big 12 source expects the Bowlesby Klayovkov meeting to be more of an information download for the Pac-12's new commissioner to gain a better sense of what the Big 12's eight remaining members can bring to the table. Uh, Time is our friend right now, so it's not like something has to happen by September 1st, the source said. It's a matter of starting to work through this and see what it looks like. We've got a runway. And that's that's right. I mean, there's there's all kinds of different things that that you can do with this. And yes, it does add something. You know, a TCU-Oregon matchup, a TCU-Washington matchup, something like that would definitely be entertaining. TCU against every team in the Pac-12 would be better than almost any other non-conference game they're going to get that's not one of the monster brands. Do you think you think the Pac-12 goes behind Bullsby's back and tries to take TCU? I, I mean, I don't know if they're going to try to take TCU. I, I also, I mean, I think the American is still in play to try to steal some of these teams as well. I think so too. Which is which is why I think Bullsby's not reaching out to the American because the American tried the underhanded way of going with the ESPN plan. To uh, to to get you know some of these teams to jump ship. Yeah, uh, Matt Miller asked, "Do uh, do we think that we ever get to the point of kicking teams out? In what world should K State not belong, but Rutgers and Vandy do?" Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think we will ever get to relegation. Um, but that's not. Hang on now. If the if the conference dissolves, then yeah, somebody's like, got to go get Kansas. Okay. Then somebody's got to go get Kansas right. State. Somebody's got to go get Texas Tech. Somebody's got to find value in these places and go get them if a conference dissolves. The SEC's never kicking out Vandy, not because they don't want to, by the way. Trust me, they want to. It's simply because Vanderbilt is an original founding member. They have more endowment money than all the other 13 SEC teams combined right now, and they have better attorneys than all the other SEC teams combined. Nobody's yeah. kicking them out. Yeah, Show no, up and happening. try to kick them out. Tell me what happens. They're going to send you ass packing, and then they're going to send you a big-ass bill okay, for the legal fees. And you're going to pay it all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it, 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 it would be crazy. Matt, Matt do, you think, do you think Greg Sankey gives one flabby fuck about the, the GPA <laughs> of the SEC teams? Half not, these not right kids now. can't spell GPA, all right? <laughs> uh, Brown Yeti, you see what he said? Big 12 versus Pac-12, a good game. Funny joke, Chris. I don't think it matters except for the top two in each league. I do think that there is value. I just value. disagree. There's, there's value for this on, on other networks and this and that, right? If you want to bring in a full-time member, they have to be worth it. 
a one-off game here and there, like a, a scheduling alliance between conferences, I do think works. I mean, obviously, we see it in college basketball. Now, it's easier to do in college basketball because, I mean, they play 30-something games each per year. So that's much easier. But if you've so, already got some of those, like, I think it would work in football as well. Matt Miller brought this up because this has been brought up before about BYU in the Pac-12 as well. The Pac-12 refuses to even consider BYU because of their religious affiliation, and the Pac-12 has been very adamant about not wanting. Yeah, so TCU conferences. and Baylor like pretty much off limits. Like, but I mean, so that means if I'm the American man, I am hunting those two teams like a dog with a bone. Because if they could pick up TCU and Maryland, and Baylor, be, that, that, yeah. TCU and Baylor, sorry, that'd be massive. That would. That'd be huge for the American. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so as well. I, I think if you're the American, you got to grab three, and your ideal list would likely be what Oklahoma State, I, TCU, I think State, and State, Baylor? TCU, Baylor. Yeah, I think so. I think that's it. If Oklahoma State jumps to the Pac-12 because they feel like they want to stay in a Power Five conference area, then you go get West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, this is gonna be interesting. This is going to be so interesting. I have no idea what these, what all of them are thinking. So, uh, with that said, you ready to get out of here? Yeah, man. Anything else we need to hit on? I, I hadn't seen anything break. Nope. Nope, not a thing. A wonderful, slow Tuesday afternoon. That is what I like to hear. All right, you guys have been fantastic. Do us a favor. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Subscribe everywhere you need to subscribe. And on the podcast, first, subscribe over there. And then leave a nice five-star review. We'll be reading through those. We'll go through them on the shows. You know how we do. So, Go ahead and leave those up there. Um, go to, at, there's a link in the description if you're watching on YouTube, so go and check that out. But the BetUS College Football Show, the SBR College Football Show, go to BetUS.com. That is where you need to be placing your bets this season. Uh, the odds that we'll be talking about on the show will be from over there, so go and check that out. And uh, SBRPicks.com slash NCAAF. That is your one-stop shop for all of your college football gambling content. Go ahead and check that out. Link in the description there as well. With that said, you guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at ChrisBGiannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.